Welcome to Catholic Ad Lib, a podcast that is focused squarely on the Gospels. At Catholic Ad Lib, we are trying to undo the culture of silence that exists today, and we believe that there needs to be much more discourse and conversation about the Gospels every day. We approach our task in two ways. One, through prayerful reflection on the Gospels, and two, through people's testimonies. And we invite you, our listeners, to contact us at catholicadlib at gmail.com and tell us that you would like to share your testimony of how God is acting in your life. It says in Revelation that they defeated him by their testimony, they being us, him being the enemy. So we have a battle to wage. So let's get on with it. Friends, welcome to another episode of Catholic Ad Lib, and today's a little bit different. Um, I feel like I want to say that this is something I want to get off my chest. However, please know that this is not a rant. The reason that I say I want to get something off my chest is I think something has been on my heart for quite a long time, and I'm talking years, and it's a... uh, it's something that I, I think is fascinating and, and true at the same time. And as the title uh, indicates, we should pray now and then. Uh, sort of pithy, um, but you probably know that by no means is that the suggestion that's being made, that we should pray now and then or periodically. I've been thinking about this for quite some time and praying about it and uh, allow me to explain for just a couple minutes. So, you know, it's a pithy little title there that hopefully caught your attention. But to pray now and then really drives home the point, I think, of the timing of our prayer, when we should pray, and how much we should pray. So that's really what today is about, those three things. So, for example, um, if I asked you, would it be a waste of my time to pray for my mother, who, God rest her soul, passed away almost 40 years ago, I believe? Long time. Uh, No, not quite that long. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But, or, for example, should I pray for Abraham Lincoln? and his presidency. And we would think, well, that's ridiculous because Abe Lincoln lived, you know, a couple hundred years ago. I'm not, I'm not good with timelines, as you, as you may tell. Um, should I pray for Caesar Augustus? <laughs> um, the point here is that We can and should, and here's the reason. God is outside of time. There is no such thing as time with God. He's just far beyond what we know as time. And I want to share a little uh, story with you from uh, a great, great book that I can't recommend enough. And the book is entitled The Power of Silence, 
against the dictatorship of noise. The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise. And it's written by Robert Cardinal Sarah, who is a cardinal in the Catholic Church. So as the story goes, a young priest was intent on meeting Mother Teresa. And she has been gone now for about 25 years. And so he got a hold of the... Uh, the place, the kind of the mother house, you know, where, where she, uh, where she lived and said, I want to come and meet her. And he, uh, he went there and he was pretty insistent. I, I, you know, I need to meet her. And, you know, as humble as she was, you just don't pick up the phone. You just don't knock on the door and have an audience with her. Um, talk about a woman that was in demand. So, but he was insistent, and he he went there, and he said to the to the nun who answered the door, you know, I really need, really really need to meet Mother Teresa. And her response was, I'm sorry, that's not possible. But again, the priest was insistent; and he didn't budge. And this nun who had answered the door went away, and and I was assuming you know, she's not going to return to the door. She made her, stated her case, and that was it. But she actually returned, and she returned with Mother Teresa. So the young priest did have a chance to meet and speak with Mother Teresa, and here's the conversation that took place. The, the priest said, Mother, I'm a very young priest. I'm taking my first steps. I came to ask you to accompany me with your prayers. And Mother Teresa, who was so devout and prayed, you know, nonstop pretty much, she said to him, I always pray for priests. I will pray for you also. And she gave him a miraculous medal, put it in his hand, and she said to him this question, how much time do you pray each day? And the priest had an immediate answer. He said, I celebrate Mass each day. I pray the, uh, uh, I pray the rosary. Uh, I do my divine office each day. You know, that's what I do. And then her attitude changed. More or less, she became serious or more serious. And she said to him, that's not enough. It's not enough because... Love cannot be reduced to the indispensable minimum. Love demands the maximum. And she explained to him, do you think that I could practice charity if I did not ask Jesus every day to fill my heart with his love? Do you think that I could go through the streets looking for the poor if Jesus did not communicate the fire of his charity to my heart. That story made an impact on me and it, I believe, underscores how much we need to pray. You know, there's a, there's a uh, I think it's St. Paul in the, in the gospel says we should 
uh, we should pray every day or unceasingly. So here's the reason truly that we should pray now and then. If I pray for my mother today, which I probably will, uh, I pray for her every day, I believe. God being outside of time knows of my prayers, but he doesn't only know of my prayers today. God knew from the beginning of time that today, September 10th, 2022, that I would be praying for my mother. And God can use my prayers today whenever he chooses in order to more or less apply them when he sees fit. And I would trust him that when he knows of my prayers, that he always knew of my prayers, that he would apply those prayers, if you will, and I use that word apply in quotes, for my mother when she needed them. At the hour of her death, for example, when she needed to know, to feel his presence, and she had a very difficult life. So the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is it's not futile to pray for things that in our mind, because we are constrained by time, things that in our mind have taken place yesterday, a week ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago. Because God knew of our prayers. He knew of our heart. He knew of our intentions. And then lastly, rattling off prayers is okay, but it comes down to the relationship. And as the book says, the power of silence. And this book, The Power of Silence, of course, it's, it's incredible how a book of a, a few hundred pages can approach that word silence in so many ways. It just, it just goes on and on and on about the rationale of being silent. To be nourished, I'm quoting from the book here, to allow ourselves to be nourished abundantly and ceasingly by the word of God. And the word of God surely is in the Gospels, but God speaks in silence. And we have to be still and quiet and shut out the world, the whole world. And trust, we have to trust that if we make that effort, number one, God will know that we're making that effort. Number two, he'll know why we are making that effort, because we want to hear him. And as I always like to say, what good father would ignore their child? God would never ignore our request. He may not respond when, when again, there's that time element, when, when we want him to, but he will respond. So, and as I started this, 
I said I wanted to get something off my chest. God has been nudging me, and I think I've ignored his nudges and his calling to share this. And it, this helps me when I share it. it. It reminds me, just don't go through the motions. Deep prayer, deep contemplative prayer is being quiet in the presence of God. And lastly, I'll close with this. Just yesterday at work, I was speaking to uh, someone and I shared with them what was on my mind yesterday morning that I think God put on my mind. And that is, you know, we all moan and groan about the state of our world. It is chaos. It is spinning out of control. It is all these things, right? We have war. We have drought. We have famine in places. We have political unrest. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And in my mind, the question should be asked, why hasn't the world, if things are so bad, why hasn't it spun out of control? I mean, literally spun out of control. And I really believe the reason is that there are just enough people, contemplatives, that are praying unceasingly every day. And God knows of their prayers. And from the beginning of time, God knew of their prayers. They're holding us together, kind of like duct tape. If you picture duct tape around not only the, the, the world, the, the, the earth, but the universe, the galaxies, etc. So thanks for letting me uh, go on that little bit of a rant today. I, I needed to get this off my chest, as I said. Um, and I will pray for you today and, and whatever you're dealing with, because I know God listens. God bless. Mm -hmm.